Welcome to Thrive Church. We're so glad to see you all here uh, this morning. And uh, we are in our Wisdom for Dummies series. My name is Judah Thomas. If you don't know me, I'm a lead pastor here at Thrive Church. And I am so glad that you're here with us. And for those of you that are watching online, we are so glad that you're joining in with us as well. So we're talking about wisdom for dummies. Now, hopefully none of you are dummies, but I know I've certainly done some dumb things before in my life. Don't want to admit to all of them, but I've done some dumb things. And, uh, and I think we've all done that from time to time. And one thing that we're going to be looking at today specifically is friends. Now, I, I don't want to ask you to raise your hand for this, but have, have you ever had some friends that were maybe not the wisest choice of friends before? Uh, you, maybe you know what I'm talking about. People that, that maybe are influencing you in the right or the wrong way. I mean, influencing you in the wrong way. Now, there's, there's right kind of friends as well. Now, the right kind of friends, well, what do they do? They set us up for, for success in every area of our life that matters. But the, the flip side is true as well. I mean, you get the wrong friends, and they will begin to lead you down the wrong path. And if we get our friendships wrong, man, that can just set us up for more pain. Ha- have any of you ever had friends that have caused you pain before? A, a couple of you. The rest of you are just lying or something. I don't know. Or, or you don't get out much. Um, But, you know, they set us up for pain, for more trials, more struggles, more destruction than we could possibly explain. You ever have someone in your life that you just wonder, like, why am I even still friends with this person? You know, it's like, man, it's it's always it's always something. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You show me your friends and I'll show you your future. You show me your friends, the people you hang with, the people you spend time with, and I'll show you your future. See, the people that you spend the most time with, they determine the trajectory, the direction of your life. We're going to read this verse, Proverbs 13, 20. Proverbs 13, 20. Uh, Let's see, do we have that verse? Proverbs 13.20. Let's read this verse together out loud, okay? Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get to trouble. Isn't that the truth? Man, you associate with fools and trouble just comes looking for you. You know? And that's what it says. But it says here, the first part of the verse is walk with the wise. And what happens? You become even wiser. We're talking about wisdom. Wisdom is not knowledge. See, knowledge is information that we get in our head. But wisdom is being able to use that knowledge for something good. It's the application of that knowledge. It's being able to to make good choices. It's common sense. You walk with the wise, you're going to become wiser. You have wise friends, guess what? You're going to become wiser. You got foolish friends, Well, you ain't going to become any wiser. You know, they're going to pull you down. You're going to get into trouble. If you hang out with people that are better than you, it's going to make you better. If you hang out with people that are smarter than you, it's going to make you smarter. If you hang out with people that have better marriages than you, it's going to help your marriage to improve. You hang out with people that are, are better financially, they're better with their money. You're going to begin to be better with your money as well. They're better leaders. 
then you are going to become like them and rise to their level. But if you hang out with idiots, <laughs> you know, you hang out with party animals, you're going to get into trouble. They're going to drag you down to their level. Because if you can show me your friends, then I can show you your future. You know, if you look at my life, any successes that you see in my life, I can show you how God used the right people with the right mindsets and the right actions to help lead me and guide me. I can show you how God used people to influence me in the right direction, even, even to come in to, to start Thrive Church. You know, I, I had uh, one specific friend that, that kind of just walked with me every step of the way and kind of gave me good advice. And when I had a stupid idea, he said, hey, man, that's a stupid idea. And, and, and he would kind of walk through me with that. Because if we have good friends that help us to be even better in their life. The reverse is true, though, too. When I was younger, I got into trouble from time to time. But you know what? I rarely got into trouble alone. Anybody relate with that? Like, like man, we get, we're getting into trouble together. You know? In fact, I, I, I was hanging out with this kid once. And uh, I just barely met him. And we're hanging out and we're, we're doing And he says, don't you just love getting in trouble? And I'm like, absolutely not. Like, I don't love getting in trouble. But I knew if I hang out with this guy long enough, I'm going to end up in trouble. I'm quite sure of it. You know, almost every time I got into trouble, I did dumb things. It was because I was influenced by people that were around me. You show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Proverbs 12, verse 26. This is in the New King James Version. It says, The righteous should choose his friends, but carefully. How carefully do we choose our friends? For the way of the wicked leads them astray. Now you got a pen, you got some paper there, or if you have your, your app on your phone, there's a little spot. I want you to take a, a moment right now and start to write down your closest friends. Write down your closest friends. But hold on, hold on. Don't think about it. Just do it. But here's the thing. Don't write down your spouse. Not your spouse. And no family members allowed, okay? And, and, and no imaginary friends, okay? And no pets. I mean, this is like real live people that pass the fog test. You know, they hold them up to a mirror, and they exhale, and the mirror fogs up because they're breathing, they're alive. How many friends do you have? Write these names of your friends down. People that, that you could call at 2 in the morning and they'll be glad to hear from you. Well, maybe they won't be glad to hear from you, but they'll at least pick up the phone, right? They at least want to be there for you. People that you can be transparent with. People that you can be honest with. You can let, let your hair down. You can be yourself and not have to feel like you're putting on a mask for them. You don't have to, to sugarcoat what you say. Again, I have, a, I have a few friends like that, that if I'm in a bad mood, I don't have to act like I'm happy. I can just be in a bad mood, you know? And, and, and write, write these people down. Your closest friends, someone who knows everything about you and still likes you. Man, that, that, there's a lot of people, like, they like us, but we're like, man, but you don't know everything about me. You know, I, I guard what I show you. Sociologists and leadership experts have been saying this for years, that, that you are the average of your five closest friends. 
So you take the five people that you spend the most amount of time with in your life, and in almost every aspect of your life, you'll be somewhere in the middle. Financially, out of your five closest friends, you probably don't make the most, but you probably don't make the least either. You're probably somewhere in the middle. Morally, you know, are, 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 you, are you a partier? You know, we're, we're, were you stoned last night? Well, if so, and some people might have been, some of those people, well, three or four of their friends were probably stoned along with them. Are you pursuing God with all of your heart? Well, probably three or four of your friends are also pursuing God with all of their heart as well. Because you will be the average of your five closest friends. Your mom was right. You are going to be like those that you run with. You hang out with people that are getting in trouble, you're going to get in trouble. You're going to be the average of those people. Now here's five kinds of friends that you don't want to have. Maybe you have them. And if you have them, you might want to start thinking, hmm, maybe this person shouldn't be a close friend anymore. Five kinds of people, five kinds of friends that you don't want to have. The first one is the gossip. The gossip. Anyone ever have a friend that's a gossip? Man, it's like, and, and here's what I, I, I've noticed. If somebody comes up to me, and they start saying, did you hear what so-and-so, and they start blah, 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 and they start talking to me about somebody, you know what I know almost immediately? They're also going to be doing that to someone else about me. And so I better guard my words, because this person is not to be trusted. Man, a gossip does not make a good friend. Proverbs 20, verse 19, it says, A gossip goes around telling secrets, so don't hang around with chatterers. Don't hang around with, have you ever hung around chatterers? People that just always gossip. Man, and then you hear it through the grapevine, oh, did you, you know, so-and-so said this about you, and, oh, and now feelings get hurt and emotions get involved. Don't hang around with people that gossip. The next thing is a short-tempered person. A short-tempered person. You know what I'm talking about. I had a friend once, and, and whenever we were driving, as soon as we get in the car, I mean, like, like we're, we're behind someone at a stoplight. The light turns green, and like within a second, he's on the horn. Like, I'm like, dude, like, take a pill. It's going to be okay. You know, he was, he was just short. He's like, I just short-tempered. Proverbs 22, starting in verse 24, it says, Don't befriend angry people or associate with hot-tempered people. Or you will learn to be like them and endanger your soul. Man, you hang around short-tempered, angry people, and you're going to become a short-tempered, angry person. Now, as we're going through these, it's also good to take an inventory of ourselves as well and say, am I a gossip? Am I a short-tempered, angry person? And maybe I should work on that as well. But these are people we should not associate with. The next one is a liar. A lying person. Don't be friends with a liar. You know, my grandpa told me once when he was still alive, he said, said I can tolerate just about anybody. He says, I can tolerate a thief. He says, but don't ever put me near a liar. He says, because I can never know what a liar will do. At least a thief, I know, they're going to probably steal something, but a liar will do anything. And I'm like, man, you know, we should not hang around. We should not be close friends with people that are liars. 
Proverbs 28, I'm sorry, 25, 18 says, telling lies about others is as harmful as hitting them with an axe. Now, I don't have an axe. I have a, I have a hatchet, okay? So this is, a, this is a little safer than an axe. So can I have a volunteer to come up that I can hit you with this thing? Oh, we, how do we get volunteers for that? Okay, come on. No, I'm just joking. <clears throat> okay, we're talking about wisdom for dummies. Um, <laughs> I think we need to rewind just a little bit here. Um, if someone asks you to come up and volunteer because they want to hit you with an axe, maybe just keep your hand up. Um, it says, telling lies about others is harmful, is hitting them with an axe. Okay? You know those late night horror movies. I mean, it's just saying, if you tell lies about someone, it's just as damaging as, as going at them with this hatchet here. Wounding them with a sword or shooting them with a sharp arrow. Don't be around people that tell lies. People that, that are consistent liars. You'd be better off being hit over the head with an axe than having a friend like that. <laughs> Another thing, the next thing, is unreliable. Unreliable. You know somebody's unreliable? They're like, oh, yeah, 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 I'll do that. I'll take care of it for you. And you're like, hey, did you do that? Uh, no, I forgot. Or I got too busy. Right? They're unreliable. We all probably know people that are unreliable. And then you know people that are very, very reliable, right? Like, if they say they're going to do it, man, they are going to do it. People that are reliable. You know, what's one thing? That's how I was brought up is that, that your word should be good enough. That, that you, when you make a deal with somebody, it's, it's on a handshake. And when you shake their hand, okay, that, that deal is set now. I'm not going to go back on it. People that are, are reliable. Proverbs 25, 19, it says, Putting confidence in an unreliable person in times of trouble is like chewing with a broken tooth. You ever do that? You ever have a, have a broken tooth? I've never had a broken tooth, but, but I, I had my wisdom teeth out before, and, and I've had some, some toothaches, and you chew on it, and man, that's not very comfortable. Or it says they're like walking on a lame foot. Now, I never had a lame foot, but what I did have was I had on both of my big toes. This is gross, okay? I'm sorry, but it, it's just what happened. I had, two, I had ingrown toenails on both sides of my big toes, and, and I don't know. I guess I was stubborn. I've kept saying, go get it checked out, and I just never did. And I went for like a year with my feet in constant pain. It, it changed the way I walked. I no longer put pressure on the balls of my foot because it was excruciating. Man, but it says here, putting confidence in an unreliable person, it's like that. It's like walking on a lame foot or chewing with a broken tooth. The next kind of friend that we shouldn't associate with certainly shouldn't marry, is a violent person. A violent person. A person given to violence. Whether it's because of their own nature, or maybe it's because of, of people that, that have, have alcohol problems and they become violent with that. But being around violent people, we should not associate with them. We should not, not be close friends with people like that. This is in Proverbs 16.29, says, Violent people mislead their companions, leading them down a harmful violent people. These are friends that we need to let go of. These are the friends that are dragging us down. Now, it doesn't mean Jesus doesn't love them. It doesn't mean that, that, that we can't still reach out to them. 
right, and pray for them and be there for them. But people that you're there, you're open with, that you're transparent with, these are the wrong kinds of people. So look at your your list that you wrote down, whether you wrote it down or you wrote it in your app or, or maybe you have a mental list. Think about that list and say, are these people any of these five things? Am I hanging out with the right people? Do you want to become like your friends? Do you want to become like your friends? In 1 Corinthians 15, 33, it says, Bad company corrupts good character. Bad company corrupts good character. Maybe you would say, Well, I want to please God, and I want to grow in my my relationship with Him, but, but I don't have the best influences around me. I don't have the best influences. Well, here's the thing. If you want to have a good marriage... Well, then you need to find people that have good marriages and become friends with them. You want to become stronger financially? You need to find people that are good managers of their money and become friends with them. You want to grow stronger spiritually? You need to find people that are stronger spiritually and become friends with them. You want to be in better shape? Well, you need to find people that value exercise and eating right, not people who eat Twinkies for a hobby, (laughs) you know? Because you will be the average of the friends that you're with. You show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Your five closest friends, you're going to be the average of them. Let's define friendship. Proverbs 17.17 in the FBV says, A friend is someone you may or may not know well who accepts your friend request on Facebook. This person is born to like and comment on your posts and make you feel good about yourself. This is from the Facebook version, okay? It's not real. Don't start calling me a heretic. It's not a real translation. But, but Facebook, right, does impact how we define our relationships. Let's read that verse for real. This is the New Living Translation, Proverbs 17, 17. It says, A friend is always what loyal, and a brother is born to help when? In time of need. Not just when everything's going good in your life. No, when, you, when you're in need, man, your friends are going to be there for you, a real friend. Wouldn't it be great to have a handful of friends who loved you all the time? Not just for, for a short season of your life, but, but, but I'm talking about for decades. Someone that you know, that knows you, that trusts you, that you trust. Where you learn from each other and you make each other better. If you're doing something stupid, man, they're going to come right out and they're going to tell you. And they don't have to apologize about it. Because you know, you're not trying to hurt me. You care about me. You need to be kicked in the butt a little bit. They're going to kick you in the butt a little bit. But they're also going to be there to help celebrate the good times. And to cry when you're hurt. So let's take a look uh, real quick at these two people that are having some uh, friendship issues. Let's check this out. But but who is Diva Princess 437? My top best friend. What do you mean your top best friend? I don't think I follow you. 
Ugh. Shonda, please try to keep up. Diva Princess 437 Snapchats me at least 18 times a day, which gets me about 3,000 points, which ultimately makes her my top best friend. It's 2015. Haven't you ever Snapchatted before? Well, I like to have the kind of friendships where you get together and, you know, you see each other face to face. That sounds boring. Don't you feel like those friendships get a little bit dull? Dull? No, never. I play everything with my friends. Games like Words with Friends, Scrabble with Friends. I play Trivia Crack with friends. Must I go on? Those are all just apps on your phone. Yeah, so? I just thought that you might want to have some friendships that are with real people. You know, friendships that are based on time spent together. And, and going out. And, you know, the kind that you don't need a username for. And the kind that are built on trust. Shonda, 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 relax. All of my friends are good and trustworthy people. Well, that's a relief. Yes, on Facebook, I have 842 friends. On Instagram, I have 574 friends. And Twitter, oh, don't even get me started. Rhonda, those are all social media followers. Those are not real friends. Sure they are. They are always there for me. How can they always be there for you when the only interaction you have with them is through your phone? Well... They share all of my memories with me. They are there for every single photo of my meal. They are there for my trips to Starbucks. Every single time that I paint my nails with my new nail polish, they see that. They are so supportive. They like everything that I do. You mean they click a button that says like. Your point. Rhonda, it sounds like these friends are only there for the important events in your social media life. Yeah, it's pretty great. But Rhonda, what about real friendships? The kind that lasts for decades. The kind that are built on hikes in the woods, camping trips together, going out for coffee instead of taking pictures of your coffee. You know, painting nails with a real live human being. People still do that? Well, why do you think I'm here at your house? Um, so we can sit on my couch and text other people. <laughs> Seriously? And, and get in a little FaceTime. Well, you got the face-to-face -face part right. No. Not face-to-face -face time. FaceTime! So we can FaceTime my friend Wanda. Look, she's on right now! Hi, Wanda! Oh, brother. Average person has 388 Facebook friends. The average is 388 friends on Facebook. You know, very few of us have, have friends anymore that we actually get together and do things with. In fact, according to the American Sociological Review, the average American today only have two close friends. Two close friends. And, and you know what? Men oftentimes have even less than that. So the majority of you, when I said write down your closest friends, more than half of you probably only wrote down two people. Two people that you consider 
your best friend. And here, you know what's the sad thing? 25 years ago, 25 years ago, the average person had six close friends. Six close friends. And in just 25 years, we've lost two-thirds of our friends. And nobody seemed to even notice or care. You know what's even more scary than that? 25% of people, that means one in four of us that are in here, one out of every four, doesn't have a single close and trusted friend. Friendships are in decline. There's no doubt about it. Why? There's three main reasons that I've found that friendships are, are in decline. The first one is pretty obvious. is because we have these increased hours at work. You know, way back when they used to say, oh, technology is great. You're going to be able to do more with less time. You're going to be able to work less. No, that's not how it's happened, has it? Now we're working more than ever before. We don't have time for our friends. The next main reason that friendship is in decline is because the divorce rate is growing. See, studies show that divorce is not just hard on families, but it's also hard on friends. Oh, here, you get this money in, and I'll get that money. Or, and he gets the kids on this day, and she gets the kids on that day. And, and he gets this friend, and she gets that friend. So we lose friends. And, and, and the third reason that friendships are in decline, some people think this is the number one reason, it's this explosion of social media. Now, let me be clear. Let me be upfront. I'm not against social media. I love social media. I'm on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And, and, and even as Thrive Church, we want to leverage those things to reach people. It's a great way to stay in touch with people. There's a lot of good uses for it. We try to leverage it. It's got a lot of benefits. But these things have redefined how we think about friends. Right? Years ago, years ago, you probably never thought about calling all of your friends and saying, guess what? I'm listening to Taylor Swift right now. <laughs> you know? Like, we probably weren't doing that. And, and you did probably when you had breakfast, you didn't take a picture of it. Run to the one-hour photo, get it developed, take it to work, and show everybody, do you like this? 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 I, I'm eating pancakes for breakfast. <laughs> I mean, we weren't doing that 25 years ago. Experts say that instead of being concerned about Face-to-face time, intimate relationships. We're more concerned about our online image and what people think about us. Right? We, we, we do this. We... <laughs> Taking a selfie. No, that's not, not good. Delete. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now I'm going to put a filter on it. <laughs> and I'm going I'm to post it. And I'm going to see how many likes. Oh, they liked it. Oh, I haven't talked to that person in three years, but they liked my picture. They liked my selfie. Man. Oh, I'm connecting with people. I'm connecting with people. In fact, it's funny because I had a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, I was in a band with, oh, 18 years ago. And uh, we lost touch until Facebook came along. And then we became friends on Facebook. And, and uh, about... A year and a half ago, he called me up on the telephone. You remember those things, right? You're talking to him, and you can hear the voice in it. And, uh, and he says, you know, we haven't talked in like 15 years. I'm like, wait, wait, wait a minute. I'm like, but I see you all the time. I'm like, no, I just see the 
photos that you post, and you see the photos that I post, but we've never actually even said anything meaningful for 15 years. Now again, there's nothing wrong with this. It's a good way to stay in touch with people. In fact, there's people in my life that I wouldn't be in touch with right now if it wasn't for social media. But it's supposed to be a, a supplement and not a replacement. Some people allow it to replace the relationships. And now we've got more likes, we've got more followers, we've got more friends, we've got more fans, and yet we're more alone than ever before. We feel like something's missing, something's not quite right. We need to rediscover the lost art of friendship. Well, one of the things that we can do, the Bible says if you want to have friends, you need to be a friend. And the first thing that we need to do if we want to be a friend is to be present. Be present. Let's say this together. I will develop my friends face to face, not thumb to thumb. You know, I mean, so often that's what our friends are. Or maybe it's, it's index finger to index finger because you're like hunting peck, you know. And we, we need to develop our friendships face to face, not thumb to thumb. When Jesus called his disciples to follow them, he didn't give them a book. He didn't text them. He said, come follow me. Let's spend our lives to, together. You know, there's studies that show that kids are often more disappointed with their parents' obsession with technology than parents are disappointed with their kids' technology. Let me say that again. Kids are often more disappointed with, with us, our parent, the parents' obsession with technology, than the other way around. They, they want us to be, to be present, not posting the picture of the lasagna we just made. Like, hang on, son. This is a good-looking lasagna. <laughs> People are going to want to see this. We need to be present with those that are with us. The next thing is that we need to be willing to open up. To open up. To be transparent. Are there people in your life that you can really sit down with, even on your worst day, and you can just be transparent with? James 5.16, man, this is an awesome verse. It says, confess your sins to each other. And pray for each other so you may be healed. Man, confess your sins. We just read that, right? Confess your sins to each other. We, we know about confessing our sins to God, maybe. But man, saying to my friend, you know what? I'm struggling with this area of my life. I'm struggling with lust. I'm struggling with an addiction. I'm struggling with anger. Will you pray for me? It says, confess your sins to each other and pray for them so you'll be healed. We need to, 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 to drop this online persona that we've created. Say, so here's what I'm going through. What makes me afraid? This is how I'm, how I'm struggling, how I'm being tempted. And they'll probably be like, oh, you know what? I'm like that too. And now you have a real, real relationship. Last verse we're going to read, John 15, verse 14. And Jesus says this. He says, you are my friends if you do what I command. You are my friends if you do what I command. You know, I mean, we're talking about having friends with each other. And, and one of the values here at Thrive Church is connect, right? Connecting with God and connecting with others. And we're talking about connecting with others, but we also, we can be a friend of God. It says, you are my friends if you do what I command. Out of all the friendships we could possibly have, the one that's most important 
is our relationship with Jesus Christ, one that sticks closer than a brother, our Lord Jesus. He is the one that we need to, to be friends with. He's one that will never leave us. He's not any of those bad things, but man, he's with us all the time. Why don't we bow our heads? We're going to pray now. And you know, maybe some of you right here, you're like, you know what? Some of my friends right now are not the best influences on me. And I feel they're dragging me in directions that I shouldn't be going in. And maybe it's time to make some changes there. Some of you maybe are saying, you know what? I need to make some progress in my life, but my friends are holding me back. I need some new friends. And maybe you, even here today, maybe you can introduce yourself. You know, if you want to have friends, you got to be friendly. Maybe introduce yourself to someone and say, hey, how you doing? And maybe you can strike up a new friendship even here and now. One that will help you to grow and to move forward in your life. Some of you are in a position where you're lacking that most important friend, that friendship with Jesus Christ. Well, Father, we come to you. We thank you for your word. And Lord, we know that you've created us as spiritual beings, but also as relational beings. You've not created us to be alone. In fact, you said in the garden, it is not good for man to be alone. And Lord, I know there's some in here that don't have anyone to even put on their list. Lord, I ask you to bring people into their life that can be true and transparent friends with them. Help us all to have friends that that pull us closer to you rather than further away. And Lord, let us ultimately draw closer to you and our friendship with you. You know, in the Bible it says that if we believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord and we say that with our mouth, that we will be saved. That's all it says. is believe in your heart and say with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. So if right now we want to commit, say, you know what, I want Jesus to be my number one friend. I want you to say that with me. Jesus is Lord. Ready? On the count of three. One, two, three. Jesus is Lord. And if we believe that, man, he will be there. He will never leave you, never forsake you. Even when you go through the valley of the shadow of death, he's right there with you. Lord, we thank you for your saving grace, which is new to us each day. Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can go and visit us at www.thrive.church. If you're ever in the area, we'd like to invite you to come and join us. Also, if you enjoy the podcast, we encourage you to leave a rating, review, share with your friends and family. Until next time, may you grow deeper in God's word each day.